Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, protect yourself at all times, at all costs. Protect yourself. We live in the world as it is, not in the world liberals want us to live in as it, they think it should be. That's not the world we live in. You're going to hear today a whole lot of bullshit about stuff that's going to keep you safe. Like, we're going to keep the guns out of hands of criminals. Let me tell you something. Um, because they have to politicize every single human tragedy the instant it happens, which forces us to, again, have to back off and defend ourselves. These people will get you hurt in a heartbeat. If you listen to them, you are taking your life in your own hands. I'm going to throw that out here. Today's going to be a busy show. There's a lot going on. It was such a heavy news day yesterday. I had a hard time fitting the show on two pieces of paper. Yeah, I write it down by hand. There's something to writing and prints it on my, on my skull. Today's show brought to you by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. They have great products over there. Pillow slippers. Click on the radio podcast square. Use promo code Dan. Their pillows are really comfortable. I sleep on them. Uh, let me just show a quick picture before we dive into the show. Went out last night. Uh, police State was showing in my local movie theater in Stewart. I asked all these folks online because it was a sold out show, went all the way to the lobby. I asked them if they were willing to take a picture. Of course, they were all happy. So hello to everyone in a picture. Thanks for coming out. I think they were shocked I showed up to say hello because I didn't say I was going to be there. So I'll be, uh, I, I pop in at these surprise showings here whenever I can for stuff. So it was great to see you all. The DVD is available for pre-order now, by the way, policestatefilm.net. The movie, uh, Guy just said it, the chat's blowing up with people who've seen it. The movie's just tearing people's hearts out, man. It's uh, it's something you need to see. Last night, my daughter went and saw it in Auburn, Alabama. And just, uh, my daughter, it's the first time she saw it, was absolutely blown away by it. People leaving the theater crying. So policestatefilm.net. Folks, there's a lot going on around the globe right now. Times feel uncertain. We're working hard and our dollars aren't going as far as they used to. Many Americans are putting their expenses on credit cards, seeing their debts pile up. We can't trust our leadership for any sort of help. But one thing's for certain. My friends at American Financing have been helping homeowners like you. While it might feel overwhelming on your own, they can help you use your home's equity to pay off that mounting debt. A 10-minute call is all it takes. These guys are in it for you, not the banks. Their customers are saving an average of $700 a month. There's no cost or obligation to find out how much you can save. And in these uncertain times, savings need to be a priority. Call their salary-based mortgage consultants today at American Financing, 888-994-7660. Again, the number 888 888- 994-7660 or visit AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334, NMLS All right, it is Thursday. So Joseph, let's get this show on the road, Daddy. Post time, Dan. Yes, sir, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we had another uh attack last night in uh Lewiston. I'm not saying the guy's name because I, he don't deserve his name out there. The guy's still on the loose, apparently. Uh murdered 20 plus people. Of course, it was only but, what, seconds after we heard uh, that and a thousand different liberal lunatics on uh, Facebook and Twitter trying to get you killed. I mean, literally trying to get you killed. They may not be knowing that they're trying to get you killed. They may just be focus group testing a talking point out there, but they will get you killed. Uh, Instantly, of course, calling for gun control. Now, I'm going to ask you a simple question. Because one time, uh, Joe, you remember uh, C4 from WBAL? You you remember that guy? Yeah, he's a he's a radio host up in uh, up in the uh, Maryland area, and I was super nice guy, Democrat, but very very nice guy, and used to go in and do guest hosting stuff on the show, and we would chat once in a while. And 
you know, I don't know where he stands these days on gun control. I don't want to speak for the guy anymore. I haven't spoken to him in years. But he was, you know, pretty much had a lot of the Democrat stuff on guns. And I remember going in the studio and telling him a story um, about how my house was broken into. My my kids don't even know this story. They they don't they they know it now. But someone broke into my house while I was sleeping, and I didn't tell my kids that. I I you know they woke up and I told them a different version of events because I didn't want them to feel insecure in the house. But they broke in while we were there. And uh, it was suspected that the guy was armed. And the only thing that probably kept me alive and everyone else is they didn't go upstairs. They just wanted stuff. They were probably druggies, took the stuff and left. We left the garage door open. It was, it was you know, I don't want to blame myself, but it was my fault. I left the, I left the door open. He's a bad guy. It's on him, but I shouldn't have left it. It was a mistake. They cleaned out my first floor. I could have been dead. Everyone in the house could have been dead. And I asked the guy, I asked C4 one time, I said, what do you think would happen if I went downstairs and the guy had a gun? You think I'm going to scream gun control? What do you think would happen? I said, do you think the bad guy is in any way intimidated by what? Foul language, knives? What do you, what do you think he's going to do? And it was interesting because it was such a simple argument. wasn't? It? And I remember him looking at me like, gosh, I, I guess that kind of makes sense. Like bad guys don't get guns legally. They're going to bring a gun to a fight. You're going to bring what? Foul language to? So I need you to understand that bad guys... A percentage of the mentally ill population, not everyone who's mentally ill is violent. I've spent a lot of time studying psychology, and it's one of the things that does irk me. A lot of people who have mental illness are not violent at all. However, a significant swath of them, a significant enough that can cause some damage, happen to be. And they can turn into sociopaths like this guy last night who shot up a bowling alley. So immediately, of course, there are calls for gun control. So I'm going to say this again. Defend yourself. Ignore the nonsense. There is no effort in this country, nor will they be, for gun control because nobody actually believes it. It is a liberal talking point. It's why it goes nowhere. It's why over the past 50 years, we have had not more gun control, but less. We have had more freedom to defend yourself and the right to self-protection, not less. If you look at the number of states that are constitutional carry, where concealed carry and um, uh, shall issue other than may issue is in effect, gun control goes nowhere because nobody actually believes it. Criminals don't listen to me. Listen, turn it up. See, I got a volume button right here. Turn your volume up. Criminals don't give a shit about gun laws. Say it again, fellas. Can we say it together in tandem? Criminals don't give a shit about gun laws. Thank you. That's why they're. Thank you. That's why they're criminals. They're criminals because they don't give a shit about laws. I used to walk around the cells when I was a cop in the 75 precinct. And I would ask these people who got arrested for CPW, criminal possession of a weapon. I'd say, listen, uh, you weren't allowed to get that gun. You're a felon, which means you're a prohibited possessor. Did that ever occur to you when you bought the gun? They're like, man, you crazy. They were looking at you like you were nuts. Like, what are you, a dipshit? They love criminals. There's a couple people that love gun laws. You know who they are? Democrats, communists, Hamas terrorists, Serial killers, murderers, and violent felons. Because why? Because they get to prey on people who can't fight back. So you can protect yourself or you can get dead. And that's it. Now, listen, I'm going to give you some survival advice here, and I want you to take this very seriously. There are hundreds of millions of guns in the world, probably billions of guns. I have no idea what the number is, but there's so many. They're not going anywhere. Uh, these things are made to last 100 plus years. You know, there are still firearms around from the Civil War that I'm sure if you polished them up would be operable. 
maybe not effective, but operable. They're not going anywhere. Okay. Everyone got it with 3D printing. But in the future, by the way, you're going to have guns, plastic guns everywhere. Okay. You can either defend yourself against them or you can die. Those are your two choices. No option C. Gun control is a myth. Guns have never been controlled. Guns will never be controlled. It is a fairy tale. It's not a coincidence that cities and states with the most uh, profound and restrictive gun control laws also have some of the highest levels of gun crime because the gun criminals get the guns illegally and know nobody else can defend themselves. Okay? That's not an accident. I'm going to give you some tips here. Number one, if this happens to you, get away. Get away, period. Full stop. If you can't get away, try again. If you really, really can't get away and you are absolutely forced to fight, if you don't have a firearm, I'm sorry, but there's a good chance it's not, it's going to end very badly. That's just the, folks, there's no way. I want to say again, we got to be realistic about ballistics as well. AR-15 is a common use weapon. It is a weapon you should have access to as well. It is a weapon that's out there. It is a good defensive weapon. It makes a semi-decent hunting round, but it's a good defensive weapon. It's also a good weapon against Hamas paraterrorists as well, the AR-15 round. However, if you cannot get away and you are armed and you have a handgun, you're at a severe disadvantage. So you need to know the difference between cover and concealment. And do you know what the difference? Anyone in the chat know the difference between cover and concealment? Cover provides some kind of visual visual obstacle. Cover could be a piece of cardboard where you're secreted behind it so they can't see you. I mean, excuse me, concealment. I had it backwards. That's concealment. Cover provides effective ballistic protection. A piece of cardboard may conceal you, but it's not, it's not cover. Okay. You can shoot, shoot right through it like a, a hot knife do, but it's not going to do anything. Matter of fact, against rifle rounds, not a lot's going to do stuff. If you have a 7.62 round, I got news for you. Even standing behind cinder block, it's only going to take so many rounds. So, You got to understand the difference. You always want cover. If you don't have cover and you can only get concealment, it's better than nothing. Why? Because it's hard to hit where you can't see. And by the way, most people who aren't trained, like this guy allegedly was, this this, uh, savage, uh, most people who aren't trained will not instinctively shoot at what they can't see. I know it sounds crazy. What? They won't shoot through cardboard? They may. They may. As, I mean, you can see the video of the Hamas terrorists shooting into those Porta, Porta John things at the kibbutz. If you're a savage enough on drugs, you'll shoot through anything. However, most people by instinct will try to shoot at what they can see. If you can't get cover, concealment is the next worst thing. But you need to understand too. So what does that mean for you? It means if you're in a place, wherever you are, you should always take five minutes to do a couple things. Scan the exits. There's typically always an exit in the back of a place that leads to a back alley, especially a commercial location. It's how they get their deliveries. Every supermarket has it. Every restaurant has it. Those trade stores have it. It's they get their deliveries in the back. There's always an exit. Most human beings will try to run out of the entrance they came in. Sadly, that's where the bad guy comes in too. So you're running right into a fight you don't want to be in. Go out the back. There is almost always an exit in the back. You'll typically see an exit sign. Scan for exits. Second, always know where some covering concealment is. When I go to certain locations I frequent often, the first thing I think about is what's cover, what's concealment. It takes me about 30 seconds. That's it. If you train this stuff in your head, you'll at least stand a fighting chance. 
Folks, I'm sorry we have to have these conversations, but this show is committed to you keeping yourself alive and not getting dead. The left is committed to one thing, getting you hurt. I'm telling you right now, criminals, Democrats, communists, savages, terrorists, and serial killers all love gun control. No sane person loves that. Defend yourself and protect yourself at all costs. I was on the line last night at that movie theater saying hello to everybody. And I ran into a lady from Massachusetts. She said, I moved down to Florida because of you. Welcome. We love new conservatives down here. I'll tell you when you come down here, the first thing you should do is train. I saw someone in the chat. Train, 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 train. Get yourself. What do you, I, I'd say a thousand rounds you should be able to put through there. A thousand rounds you should be able to put through that, uh, that firearm. Get ready to go. Train, folks, a thousand rounds, a thousand rounds, and you should be shooting every three months, even if it's just 30, 40 rounds. Practice loading drills. Practice malfunction drills. You know, your your tap rack uh, acquired a target. Lock it open. Rip the magazine out. Get ready to go if it's a stage two malfunction. If you've never heard of these things, folks, go take a class. This is the stuff you need to know. You can't just pick up a gun and expect to be proficient in it in the worst possible scenario of your life where there's hot lead flying past your ear. I got news for you. You're not going to be efficient. There are trained SWAT guys, I know, probably in the chat, who will tell you the same thing I do. Delta guys and Navy SEAL, Navy SEAL, some of the best combatants on Earth, will tell you there's a fog of war. Trained guys, their fog of war may be 10 seconds before they get back on target. Untrained people, it could be five minutes by that time you're dead. You want a five minutes, four minutes, three minutes, two minutes, one minute, 30 seconds. Maybe if you're really good, 15 seconds before you're ready to rock and roll and get back in the fight. If you cannot escape also, if there is no way out, you are going to have to be aggressive like you've never been in your life. If there is no way out, golden rule number one, get the hell out of there. Number two, really get out of there. If you really can't get out of there, number three, and you are forced to fight, you are going to have to be aggressive. Throw something if it's the best you can do. Even the most trained people on earth will not take something to the face. Even if something as silly as this coin, they will always duck. It's human instinct. If that's the best you can do, you are going to have to be aggressive and do horrible things because it's either your life or theirs. If you cannot get away, be aggressive. It's the only thing you can do. That for all the crazy stuff that comes out of a lot of these government entities, I will say one thing. The run, hide, fight thing is not a terrible idea. Run, I would argue run, 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 run. Then if you can't, try to hide. And if you absolutely cannot do any of those things and you're going to fight, you damn well better be aggressive. Bite, kick, eye gouge. Kick them in the nuts. Folks, I'm scrape them, throw stuff at them. Stay alive, no matter what. You got a lot of threats coming our way, a lot. And do not listen to these lefties. They will get you killed in a minute. Criminals don't give a shit about gun laws, period. That's why they're criminals. These lefties will get you killed. All right, I got a lot more to get to. Yesterday, as I said, was a really heavy news day. As you can see, there were no elements in the beginning of the show because I just wanted to talk to you, man to man, man to woman out there. I don't want anything getting in the way. This is something I am passionate about. I've seen way too many people fall victim to crime because they believe leftist fairy tales 
Like there's good in a bunch of people and you're going to talk a guy with a gun out of his gun. You're not going to do it. You're going to find yourself dead. So finally, uh, yesterday we have a speaker. Uh, Mike Johnson is a new speaker. Will he be good for us? Um, again, everybody taking a victory lap. I saw it again on Twitter today. It was sickening. Can everybody all apologize to this guy and that guy? Can we just shut the fuck up for a second and find out if this guy's going to do conservative stuff? I'm sorry for, I just, I can't take the Twitter wars kissing people's asses. I really can't. Gates is great. McCarthy sucks. Johnson's great. Jordan is. Ladies and gentlemen, for the thousandth time, they all hate you. Please stop on Twitter kissing these guys' asses. It's fucking embarrassing. You're, we're grown adults. I'm not talking to you in my chat in the show. I, I, don't, I, I don't mean to. I love you guys. You know that. But there's a, I'm telling you, you get it. They don't. There are still people on Twitter like, this is great. We don't know it's great. I like Mike Johnson. He sounds like a nice guy. What is he going to do? That's the only thing we give a shit about. I don't care about anything else. Everybody's taking a victory lap as if we did anything. What, what did we do? We had an old guy. We got rid of for a new guy. Let's see what he does before we start taking victory lap. Fair? But Chad, uh, Chatsters, let me know. Fair or not? If you disagree with me, let me know. Yes, it's fair. No, that's not fair. We should take a victory lap today. Well, over what? I couldn't believe how many people on Twitter. You guys owe this guy an apology and are talking all these. Who? Oh, nobody knows anybody's shit. Let's see what this guy does. Yes, thank you. Fair. This guy winds up doing great conservative stuff. Awesome. <sighs> Having said that, we're going to cover it honestly. It's a good start. All the right people seem pissed off about uh, Speaker Mike Johnson. <laughs> he was CNN yesterday. This is great. Do you guys see his cut? Saying the quiet part out loud. Man, this guy's really going to be terrible because he's like a quiet assassin. He's like really conservative and stuff, but he's really quiet. CNN sounds big mad about that. So could this be a good thing? I'd judge, I'd judge it by all the right people being pissed off. Here's CNN. Check this I out. I think he is um, a person who's hard to demonize. You know, it's very easy to demonize somebody like a Jim Jordan who's a firebrand. He's out there. He's fighting. And and then Donald Trump can demonize an Emmer because he didn't uh, believe the election was rigged. But you have this kind of I don't want to use the word milk toast. I, I, that's not quite the right word. He's um, a serious uh, person who is not prone to getting in big, huge fights with people. He is known as a listener, I was told. Uh, he is hugely conservative, but he doesn't wear it on his sleeve all the time. So we're off to a good start, are we not? All the right people seem really pissed off, and that's good enough for me. But we'll see. Put the cork on the freaking bottle. Please stop. Because what happens when we engage in premature victory laps and we start kissing people's asses before getting anything done, they relish in the ass kissing instead of actually doing stuff. Oh, look at me. Here's my ass. Put, it, put your lips on it. You going to do anything conservative? No, but you can still kiss my ass. How about not? How about we just remember they all hate us? And they're there to do a job, which is win baseball games. And by win baseball games, I mean advanced conservative stuff. And when they advance conservative stuff, then we can pop the cork.
The government's still going bankrupt. The border's still open. Fentanyl's still pouring in. The Democrats are still pushing for crazy gun control stuff. It's going to get you killed. We have an ongoing crisis over there in Russia and Ukraine. We got money flowing out to Ukraine. Let's do some conservative stuff, huh? MSNBC was really ticked off, too. This one's great, though. I'll get to this one in a second. MSNBC is so furious that they had to bring out the election denier label again. Anyone in the chat? Let me ask you a question. This is for you chatters out there. Does anyone in the chat deny there was an election? Are there any election deniers in the chat? Is anyone out there? Uh, Guy, are you an election denier? Did you? So an election happened in 2020. From what do you think, Joe? Are you an election denier? Joe's like, I, I remember. I was, I, I was alive for that. I actually voted in it, so I'm pretty sure there was an election. Any election? That, nope, not in the chat either. None, none, no election deniers in my chat. So weird. Because now, is, now, for you in the chat, everybody thinks, though, there was a lot of malfeasance and potentially they rigged the election with their changes in the rules, the mail-in ballots, and what they did with the Hunter Biden stuff, correct? So that could be, that's a why, yes, or an yeah, so that's not denying there's an election. That's asking questions about an election where actual stuff happened, like Pennsylvania changing the laws, a mass mail-in ballot election for the first time, where the New York Times themselves acknowledged in 2012 mail-in balloting was a problem, and they rigged an election by blanking out the Hunter Biden story. We now know there were 40 FBI informants who were informing on the Biden team. Okay, now we got it. I take a quick break. I'm going to get back to MSNBC because they seem real mad that Speaker Mike Johnson had some issues with the election, which I do too. And any sane person would. Blackout. Yeah. He thinks, I don't disagree with him. He thinks I'm bleeding this bag out too much from sniffs. And he's a little worried as if we can't get a backup bag, like a relief. Bring the backup sniff bag out of the bullpen. But he thinks we're wearing this poor bag out. Listen, the bag doesn't have a soul or anything like that. But this bag definitely has some coffee soul. So we're going to squeeze it again. And yes... The sniffs are there and it still smells freaking amazing. Are you tired of these same old liberal garbage coffee? You guys smell it? Does that smell like a man? Yeah. Can you launch it back? You can either. Oh, Joe, taking out the whole table. It's totally disappointing. Come on, man. That's right. Leave it. I'm just messing with it. Joe's like, could you see Joe on the camera? Like doing a bear crawl back there? Did you, did you try to get him? <laughs> Blackout coffee to coffee. Dude, you can just get up. The audience knows you are. From sourcing the beans to the roasting process, customer supporters shipping, they've got an incredible work ethic dedicated to promoting conservative principles and accepting no compromise on taste or quality. Do me a favor. Check out their coffee today. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Ditch those other guys. I've had three cups today. I love it. It is bold and strong. Joe's laughing because he's like, we could never tell. It's bold and strong, but never bitter. Blackout Coffee remains true to our values. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. All right, back to the show. So how do why do I think Mike Johnson could be a really good thing? And we'll see, but we'll wait on the outcome. Again, all the right people are pissed off. Here's MSNBC, very upset that lawyer 
Mike Johnson, now speaker, had some questions about the shit election in 2020. Check this out. Be striking that the person that they put up for this job maybe wasn't cited all over the January 6th report, though there is at least one mention of him in there. But instead, he's someone who simply provided some of the attempted rationale for how to overturn an election. And I did. I'm glad, frankly, that you played the clip from last night when they invited reporters in for a quote-unquote press conference and then said no policy questions. But I tried similarly today when he walked down the very steps that I'm standing on right now and spoke with reporters for once again what they called a press conference and didn't take questions. I shouted quite loudly about whether or not he thought the 2020 election results were legitimizing for Biden and if he believed that Biden was the, the, the legitimately elected president of the United States. And he once again ignored those questions. And so I know that some people might say it's in the past, but certainly January 6th and 2020 looms so large over this building every single day. And now you have someone in the presidential line of succession who helped with that rationale in a key way that Republican members of Congress were using his legal bases that were, of course, flimsy and non-constitutional, but were trying to use them as their rationale for why they voted against certifying the election results. I think that that's extremely striking and speaks to where the party is right now. Wait, wait, I got to find something. You know what the most, I should have put this in the show today. You know what the most hilarious, here it is right here. The funniest thing about this lunatic at MSNBC, she's claiming that Mike Johnson, who's now the speaker, is some kind of election denier. It's a pop quiz for you all in the chat, you guys out there. Who did the Democrats vote for for speaker? Every single one of them. Does anyone know? Anyone in the chat? Yes, Hakeem Jeffries. So Mike Johnson, who had significant questions about the garbage 2020 election and is free to absolutely air them as a free citizen and a member of Congress, they're saying he's an election denier. Let me read to you some tweets by Hakeem Jeffries about elections. Democrat, keep pouting. History will never accept you as a legitimate president. (laughs) That's one. Let's be clear, Donald Trump. The only person trying to steal the election is you. And your buddy's in the Kremlin. <laughs> Hakeem Jeffries. Yeah. Here's Hakeem Jeffries. The more we learn about the 2016 election, the more illegitimate it becomes. America deserves to know if we have a fake president in the Oval Office. Hashtag Russian interference. MSNBC. Let's do a little demo. You guys ready? So if you're not going to call out the, quote, election deniers in your own party like Hakeem Jeffries, but you're going to go after Mike Johnson, who made a significant legal case against challenging what we believe is a really messed up 2020 election. You can take your theory and you can roll it up. We're going to do this again, folks. You can roll it up into a ball, right? You can roll it up into a little ball. Here we go. You got a little thing here. You can roll it up like this. These are some nitric. Oxide, they roll it up in a little ball. You see that? Get it like that. So it's got a little edge on it, just like this. And you can take it and you can stick it up your ass. How does that sound? You like that? It's got a little edge on it. Feel really great for you. What do you think of that? Matter of fact, got such an edge, wouldn't even close the thing. How does that sound? Take it. Boy, you know, Joe's like, that don't sound good. Don't. You can take it and stick it up your ass. How does that sound? Your, your, your guy, Hakeem Jeffries, by your own definition, is an election denier. And you're melting down because Mike Johnson didn't like the election. Like I said, we're starting off great because all the right people hate this guy. We'll see what happens, though. I was going to play this video next. Um, what should we do? 
Here, let me just play Johnson. This is Mike Johnson. This goes to show you how crazy the Democrats are, by the way. Here's yesterday. He's given his acceptance speech for the speaker role. You know, he seems like a quiet kind of guy, not really bombastic. And I want you to watch some. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to play it. And I want you to tell me in the chat. Joe knows what this is about, so don't cheat. But I want you to watch about 20 seconds of his speech. And what do you notice about this that you think Dan Bongino thought was so important he would put it in the show? Check this out. All of our communities, children, and even adults are dying from it. The status quo is unacceptable. Inaction is unacceptable. And we must come together and address the broken border. We have to do it. Why did I cut that? Anyone in the chat know? Why did I cut that video that way? Yeah, you're darn right. Because not a single Democrat got up when he said some common sense stuff like, hey, maybe we should secure the border. All the Republicans were like, hey, the Democrats, here, hands, ass. Here, they were like this. Probably feeling themselves too. Doing nothing. Weirdos. The anti-anti-communists, you're damn right. We're the anti-communists, whatever we're for, they're against. Hey, we think border security is a big deal. Border security sucks. They are against whatever we're for. This is who the Democrat Party is. You would think at least one of them would get up and be like, you know, it was just a massive terror attack overseas. There's 170 plus people who've been caught at the border on the terror database. Things probably a good time to get up about a secure border and clap. Nope, 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 nope. Not the Democrats. So that's the good stuff. All the right people are ticked off. Here's potentially some roadblocks, though. And again, why I absolutely, resolutely refuse to pop the champagne corks and act like this was a huge victory until we actually get a victory. Ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be a CR passed probably in the next two weeks. A continuing resolution, i.e. more government spending to keep the government open, whatever that even means anymore. We are going bankrupt. I'm going to show you some numbers coming up in a second that are just so staggering, you're not going to be able to get your arms around them. Then I want to show you this PBS lunatic at the White House asking Biden a question that's really not a question about Johnson and the election denier thing, showing you again that MSNBC is terrified of people asking questions about the election. I got a lot more ahead. Also, don't go anywhere. The 911 call has been released. Remember Obama's chef that drowned tragically in, uh, off the Martha's Vineyard over there? The 911 call is released. There's some interesting stuff in there, and I think it should put some stuff to bed and some other questions be asked too. So stay tuned. Big show ahead. Last set of sponsors. Really appreciate your patience. Ladies and gentlemen, the brand new GenuCell 3 is finally here. The new and improved GenuCell 3 works faster for bags and puffiness. It's smoother, more luxurious, and it uses advanced technology to deliver complex vitamins and minerals directly to your face for instant hydration. The technology can build the longevity of your skin way past today, tomorrow, and beyond. GenuCell Skincare Fall Classics Packages also, also includes GenuCell Jawline Treatment for a firmer, tighter neck and jawline. Hey, the neck and jawline is where people look first. Of course, any GenuCell Skincare Luxury Box isn't complete without the great GenuCell XV Anti-Wrinkle Moisturizer and the world-famous Deep Firming Serum. Time to stock up for the cold winter months ahead with the great collection from our dear friends at GenuCell Skincare. Take care of yourself, folks. 
Great skincare is more than looks. It's about health and longevity. Get your skin ready for the cold and dry weather. It's like a free spa treatment every day. If you don't look and feel your absolute best, you get your money back, no questions asked. Go to genucell.com slash Dan for deep discounts on this amazing fall package or call 800-SKIN-211. And for results in 12 hours or less, the immediate effects is also included free. Go to genucell.com slash Dan or call 800-SKIN-211. That's genucell.com slash Dan, G-E-N-U-C-L. And our last sponsor today, attention all homeowners, Renewal by Anderson. You know when to replace your windows? You know, feeling too hot? Too cold, fog between the glass, you don't want that. Spending too much time and expensive energy, that literally goes out the window. It's definitely time to replace them. You can now get a free in-home window consultation and free price quote from Renewal by Anderson. And right now you can save $375 off every window and $750 off every door. Just text Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, to 200-300 for your free consultation on top quality, affordable windows or patio doors for $0 down, zero payments, and zero interest for a year. That's right. You don't pay a dime for an entire year. Text Bongino to 200-300 right now to save $375 off every window and $750 off every door. But hurry, these big dollar savings won't last long. Text the word Bongino. What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. Text Bongino to 200-300. Again, text Bongino to 200 200- 300 2-0-0-3-0-0. 2-0-0-3-0-0. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automatic text marketing messages. Message and data rate supply. Reply stop to opt out. Minimum uh, purchase required. Interest accrues from the date of purchase, but is waived off if paid with promotional period. Go to windowappointmentnow.com for full offer details. Again, text Bongino to 200-300. Thanks, Renewal by Anderson. So, Folks, listen, let's not take a victory lap because we are in a world of trouble right now. Numbers came out yesterday. There is a financial apocalypse about to hit the United States and ignoring it is not going to make it go away. Okay, here's a Fox News article. It's in the newsletter today by the great E.J. Antoni. Treasury just dropped a financial bomb, but Bidenomics means the worst is yet to come. Ladies and gentlemen, look at some of these numbers. They are absolutely staggering. You are talking about a $1.7 trillion deficit, trillion dollar deficit this year and $879 billion in interest payments. We're not even paying down the principal of what we owe. We spent $6 trillion last year. Actually, it's worse. $6.1 trillion. Meanwhile, we only brought in $4.4 trillion. $6.1 trillion spent, $4.4 trillion. I want to just put this in perspective before I move on. What do you think we spent and took in the first year of the Donald Trump presidency? And by the way, under Republican administrations, including Trump, we spent a lot of money too. Nobody gets a pass. Look at this. 2018, it's given, let's go back to 2018. We spent $4.1 trillion. Wait, Dan, we're spending $6.1 trillion now. You're telling me in just a few years we're spending $2 trillion more? That's exactly what I'm telling you. Do you realize right now what, we, what we're taking in in government could have paid for government spending just a few years ago? Yet we're spending $2 trillion more. Therefore, we have a $1.7 trillion deficit. Oh, but inflation. Even accounting for inflation, we would have been close. Folks, we're going bankrupt and we're going bankrupt fast. That's why I tell you, with Johnson or anyone else, the new speaker, until we get a CR and some control of government spending, I understand we only control one half of one third of government. I get that. But we still have some leverage. We better get something. 
It's not going to be a massive 15% cut, which is necessary right now, probably more, to get control of our finances. But it better be something. I want you to watch this PBS lunatic. This PBS lunatic at the White House yesterday asking Joe Biden yesterday about uh, Mike Johnson. Notice how she doesn't ask a question. She makes an assertion about election denial. This is not a question. It's serving them up. They love talking about this stuff. Check this out. House Republicans just elected Mike Johnson of Louisiana as the Speaker of the House. Johnson advocated conspiracy theories about voting machines and a rigged election in 2020. He encouraged his colleagues to join a lawsuit to invalidate the results of four states. So if you win re-election in 2024, are you worried that a Speaker Johnson would again attempt to overturn the election? No. Why not? Because he can't look. Just like I was not worried that the last guy would be able to overturn the election. They had about 60 lawsuits and all the way to the Supreme Court, and every time they lost. I understand the Constitution. You notice how they always go back to the election denier stuff? This is all they have. They don't have anything else. All right, let me uh, move on because I got a lot more to get to. I haven't even got to like a third of the show yet. The 911 call from the Obama house and Martha's Vineyard. Came out. There was a tragedy over there. The chef drowned. Listen, man, water is no joke. I am not a great swimmer. I've said that before. I took a little vacation in the Bahamas. And the only downside to the trip is the guys I, w- I was with were really good swimmers. I mean, I, I had to learn how to swim in uh, Secret Service school, but I'm not really great at it. I'm bottom heavy. I'm just not efficient. I get tired quick. And the hard reality is in rough surf, I got maybe five minutes in me, if that. You know, I'm really not good at it. If you, uh, this is probably some of the best advice I can ever give you about water. Never jump in anything head first, no matter what. I don't care what anybody tells you. Oh, it's 27 feet deep. I don't care. I ain't going in anything head first. I'm not doing it. Unless you're some kind of Olympic diver that's trained in some area before, there is no reason for you whatsoever to be doing that. None. You don't need to look like a superstar and do your swan dive. You're going to wind up paralyzing yourself like a friend of mine nearly did at the beach when he broke his neck. He's lucky he survived. He almost drowned to death. But the second piece of advice is don't be anybody's hero. If you're out on the water and you're not a good swimmer, then you really need to have a life vest on. So this 911 call came out. I'm not going to play the whole thing. It was like five minutes long. But I know Secret Service lingo. So I kind of decipher just a little bit of this. The Secret Service guys called 911 when somebody must have rushed in the security room. You'll hear some traffic in the background. This is their security room. And this is what you heard. Take a listen. 911, the sign's recorded. Where is your emergency? We have a male drowning in the um, back of the property right now. We have our rescue swimmers. They're attempting to go out there um, right now. Uh, what's your phone number that you called in on? What's the best access? swimmer and an agent driving down there right now to get on the boat. Uh, someone came running up to our uh, back post saying that a gentleman, uh, it's just a guest of the house, um, is out there drowning. So right now, our rescue swimmer is going out there. Um, so our rescue swimmers aren't able to locate the uh, gentleman that's, uh, that was reported drowning. All right, so we have everybody on the way over there now to um, meet with you guys um, and gather their resources. I'm going to give the uh, responding fire chief the update. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to throw a few things at you because there's nothing I hate worse than when everybody wastes a bunch of time on a bunch of theories and stuff. They can't back up with evidence, okay? And I don't care who it's about, Obama, George W. Bush, George Soros, or anyone else. I only talk about stuff we can back up. I listened to the whole 911 call because not for five minutes, it's a lot of that. That is definitely a Secret Service security room. And he says we deployed the rescue swimmers, which says to me that the Obama detail, I know a lot of the guys on that detail, which is pretty substantial. If there were malfeasance going on here, it's probably not likely it would happen in front of a bunch of Secret Service agents who would be obligated by law, by the way, to provide testimony or lose their jobs. By, by, I shouldn't say by law, by uh, administrative, they'd lose their jobs. So if, if, if there were malfeasance involved, that's probably the worst place to do it. Also, the guy didn't have a life vest on, which, again, if you're not a good swimmer, you would be surprised how quickly you can go under. Do I know what happened? I don't. However, having some experience in the space, that security room traffic is real. And the rescue swimmers they have out there, probably, you know, they're not, you may say, well, why weren't they out there when he drowned? Because we don't protect the chef. We have no obligation or are we legally allowed to protect the chef. We're there to protect Obama. And the, vo- the water's pretty vast. But the fact that these guys were all out there ready to go, this sounds to me, I know there's a lot of interest in it, like an accident. I, I, you know, and, and believe me, I got a lot of sources. If this was not a bunch of people, we'd probably have reached out. Having said that, I've applied more than the Bongino rule. The story's well over a month, two months old at this point. And if anything else comes in, I think is suspicious, I'll tell you. But I don't like to waste time down a bunch of rabbit holes. But a lot of interest in the story. I saw that pop yesterday. There you go. Okay. This is my Holy Moses story of the day. I saw this yesterday. I wanted to wait almost to the end of the show to put this in here. Because the only reason this story did not get a monster amount of traction yesterday is because yesterday we had an attack in Lewiston, Maine. We have an ongoing, what potentially could be catastrophic war in the Middle East. We had a Speaker of the House picked yesterday, and you had a major international uh, event with the Australians meeting at the White House yesterday uh, with oatmeal brains. It was a ridiculous news cycle yesterday. This popped as I was putting the show together. And having worked criminal cases with CIs, confidential informants, I was like, this is it. Now you know you live in the police state. Now you know why Dinesh's and then my movie we put out there, the police state movie, now you know why every theater was packed and we sold out all over the place. Because everybody knows we effectively live in a police state. And what is one of the hallmarks of a police state? If you are in a protected class in the United States, the Democrats, the far left, you are above the law. Is this in the show notes? You got to put the Bongino.com slash newsletter. Ladies and gentlemen, please read this story. Please sign up for the newsletter. It's free. Fox News. FBI received criminal information for over 40 confidential sources on Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and James Biden, according to Grassley. The confidential human sources provided criminal information to the FBI related to the Bidens. The CIs were managed by multiple FBI offices across the nation, including the Seattle office. But Chuck Grassley, he's a Republican, learned that an FBI task force within the Washington field office sought to, and in some cases, successfully shut down reporting and information from those sources by falsely discrediting the information as foreign disinformation. 
the efforts caused investigative activity to cease. There's a scene in Police State with Nick Searcy that's blowing up. You can pre-order a DVD now, by the way, policestatefilm.net if you want to check it out. Up to you. I'm not pushing anything on it. There's a scene in there where a, he plays a Washington field office supervisor who scuttles an investigation into the Bidens. Little did we know it was exactly correct. Now do you see, ladies and gentlemen, why the Russia hoax was such a big deal? Is everybody in the chat getting this? Why the Russia hoax was so important? Because they knew if they could get the American public to believe that the Russians were somehow with their octopus-like tentacles involved in everything, that every time a piece of negative information came out about a Democrat, they could say, that's Russian disinformation. Do you see why the IC letter, that 51 intelligence community member letter, that the laptop was Russian disinformation was so important? Because every time a CI, a confidential informant, came into a field office, Seattle or anywhere else in the FBI, and said, listen, I got information. I think former Senator Biden, Vice President Biden, now President Biden, a guy's telling me that they paid off bribes and stuff. I think this is really important. They needed a reason to close the cases out. The only reason the FBI, which is absolutely, totally corrupt, and it's amazing how we're having these attacks in the United States. They keep missing all that stuff while locking up political prisoners on January 6th. They keep doing all this stuff. They keep doing everything but what they're supposed to do which is investigate bad stuff. This Russian disinformation thing is a plague on our country. It is allowing the FBI to check a box and close out a case. This is my Holy Moses story of the day. 40 confidential sources have been diming out the Biden family and the FBI is doing everything in its power to shut it down while the president of the United States continues the corruption. Just a staggering story. I can't even imagine during my time in the field office, if a guy came in and said the local congressman's taking a bribe and I got a call from headquarters saying, shut it down, it's foreign disinformation, I would have been like, how so? Can you explain? Now you see why the movie's blowing. The FBI is absolutely corrupted at the top, and sadly, a lot of people in the mid-ranks too. This is just grotesque. And he's lost on stage again, by the way. Oatmeal brains. Not only is he corrupt, not only does he sniff kids, not only does he touch women inappropriately, not only does he lie about every single piece of his autobiography, the man is obviously impaired, doesn't know where he is, can't figure out his way off the stage ever. He did it again. Check this out. Look at this. Watch. Do I go down? What do I do? What do I do? Look, look. Here, from Australia. Hey, hey, here. I think those are the stairs. I think we're supposed to go down. The guy never knows what he's supposed to do, ever. Can we just play the beginning of that again? I just want to show this. Look, watch the pause. He doesn't know what to do. Look, look. Do I go down the stairs? What do I do? The Australian guy's like, what, what do we do here? What do we do here? Oh, no, you're supposed to go for it. <laughs> it was Biden the other day at a ceremony in the White House. Why don't you check this out? Watch, he grabs this lady's hand. The and it, look at this. There's like a little like brain moment here. His brain's not functioning. The lady's like weirded out. Like, why isn't he letting go of my hand? Now he rubs his nose, spreads all the germs, make sure. Look, he's still got the hand. 
the lady's like, okay, this is awkward. Why is he still touching me? You can let go of the hand now, but the brain isn't functioning correctly. It's not sending signals to the extensor and flexor muscles. Yeah, yeah, I got these little arm trainer things. See that? Look at that. Train them up. Joe Biden thinks he's in a... He said, you can actually do the other way too, the, the flexors and the extenders. They finally, let's go. Now I want you to watch this. He's confused on stage again. He doesn't know if he's supposed to help this guy off stage. Now he figures out, oh, let me cough on him. There we go. Let me cough on him again. Let me spread those germs around a little more. Poor guy. Now he, now he escorts. Now he's confused. Oh, do I go? But now cough again. This is Joe Biden. This is the president of the United States, in addition to the corruption. Here's another one from the other day. Wait, actually, we played that. You can't get off the stage. We played it back to back. Sorry. Folks, it's only going to get worse with this guy. And by the way, if you ever think you're going to get any truth or honesty from the media and they're going to self-correct this downward spiral on, you are crazy, man. You're out of your mind. I don't like calling people crazy, but you're crazy. Here is uh, New York Magazine, one of the most left-wing, lunatic, communist rags you're ever going to find, trying to run cover for the Hamas demon savages who like killing babies, raping women, and taking hostages. By the way, let me give you a pro tip. Uh, you guys agree with this? You don't get credit for releasing hostages if you took host hostages. Is that a fair rule? Key, you don't think you don't think it's a fair rule? Pretty fair. Hamas, it, the, the, the PR operation out of Hamas is, is just incredible. They're like, look, we were so nice to the hostages after we raped them. We were really nice. We gave them medicine and shampoo. So New York Mag, of course, has to run cover. The Hamas terror group has never been very popular among the Palestinian people that rules in Gaza. And Gazans shouldn't be blamed for its action or its continued hold on power. They got wrecked, ladies and gentlemen, off the top ropes by community notes. Like Macho Man. Remember Macho Man? Off the top ropes? Community notes. In 2006, Palestinians elected Hamas by a huge majority, according to Al Jazeera. In 2021, 53% of Palestinians said they believe Hamas is most deserving of representing and leading the Palestinian people. That was AP. In 2023, 57% of Gazans expressed a positive opinion of Hamas. There you go, New York Magazine. It's called Facts. You may want to check on those sometime. Here is my other Holy Moses story of the day. Rarely do you get a twofer in the same day. Did you see this Vanity Fair story by Charlotte Klein? If you haven't, you need to read it. Why am I reading Vanity Fair? Oh, this one's worth your time. This is, is it not? This <laughs> he just said, a man of few words. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. They got a hold of the Slack message. You know what Slack is? It's like a behind the scenes kind of internal Twitter, like an internal blog. Slack is where a lot of employees and companies talk. So Vanity Fair got a hold of the Slack messages in the New York Times after they falsely reported that Israel bombed the hospital in Gaza and killed 72 trillion Palestinians. Remember that? It's fake news. They bombed their own hospital. We now know that. This is the craziest story I've ever seen. Shortly after the Times published its first version of the story, indicating the Israelis did it, with the headline, Israeli strike kills hundreds in hospital, Palestinians officials say, a senior news editor tagged two senior editors on the live team and wrote, I think we can be a bit more direct in the lead. At least 500 people were killed on Tuesday by an Israeli airstrike at a hospital in Gaza City. The Palestinian Authority said. What's the, anyone know what the problem with that headline is? This is the New York Times, by the way. Anyone have an idea? 
it, it, it's fake. Yeah, that's the problem is it's fake. It didn't actually happen. So one of the tagged live editors replied, you don't want to hedge this? A junior reporter for the Times who's been covering the conflict for the paper chimed in, the junior, the low guy on the totem pole is the only voice of reason. We should probably hedge this. He says, better to hedge. Yet the senior news guy replies, we're attributing. Attributing to who? Hamas. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the craziest thing. This is, you really think you're going to get honesty from the media? <laughs> this is unreal. They attributed to Hamas and the pal, the palace, which is, by the way, Hamas. They attribute, this is a senior editor at the New York Times overriding a junior guy who's like begging him to hedge the stories, thinking to himself, I'm not sure this is real, man. I'm not sure this is real. By the way, some Stanford students out there, I don't know if you saw this, college campuses are erupting uh, with terror simps everywhere. They love Hamas. They think they're really great. Terror students, uh, Stanford University students supporting this terror, they have some demands. They demand an explicit condemnation of Israel, acknowledging war crimes and stuff, demanding the U.S. call for an immediate ceasefire. Ah, they have some other demands, too. They want counseling. They want lawyers. A university-approved accommodations for those affected by the genocide in Gaza. I have some demands, too. Here's my demands. Why don't you wake them up? How about that? Gee, do we have the Hamas charter? I have some demands too. Here's my demands for Stanford. Since we're doing light shows around the country on buildings, didn't happen at Stanford, but probably will eventually. I think we should throw the Hamas charter up on the side of a building at Stanford. So I got some demands too about eradicating the Jews and you know wiping out the Jews as they've done with the people before them. I think we should throw that up. I have some demands too. You imagine if you hire these snowflakes, you're crazy. You are nuts. They want cancel culture? Give them some cancel culture. By the way, on a very serious note, as I said to you yesterday, we got to be very cautious running into any wars in the Middle East. I'm morally clear on who's right and wrong in this fight right now. Make no mistake. And there's a lot of things, as I said, we can do. Diplomatic pushes. We can certainly be involved in getting our hostages out, as we should be. They're our people. And if we can find the people responsible for killing 30 Americans, whether now, in a year or two years, they should find themselves dead fast. But I am very cautious of getting involved in another war in the Middle East without at least an internal plan. You may not have to broadcast it to the world about what's going to happen. But folks, this is some bad stuff here. The Biden administration is clearly corrupt. This They knew about this last week. I've used NBC News for a reason. So liberals in the chat or anywhere else, very few of them, but can't say it's a conspiracy theory. Really? Then it's yours. Drone attacks on the American bases, these were sponsored by Iran, injured two dozen U.S. military personnel. Folks, they're attacking our people. Does this mean we should engage in a full-fledged war and just rush right in tomorrow? Absolutely not. But I'm not going to play the you know fake peacenik role either and pretend like they're not attacking our people, because they are. The Biden team didn't want you to know about this. This happened last week. Those drone attacks, people were injured. Again, does that mean we should like drop a nuke over there? No, let's not be absurd. But let's not play silly on the other side either and pretend, well, you know, this isn't our fight. Well, it is. How we respond is up to us if we choose to respond at all. But if a guy punches you in the face, you don't just say, well, it's not my fight. Well, it's his. 
And it's your face. And anyone confused, by the way, about what's going on here should read this story by the Wall Street Journal. Some pretty good reporters here that got a huge scoop yesterday. Hamas fighters trained in Iran before the October 7th attacks. I'm out of time today, but I'm going to play a video for you tomorrow. There was even video of this. Ladies and gentlemen, Iran's been behind all of this. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Play, play that. Yeah, let's play it fast. We can watch this. This video showing militants practicing takeoffs, landings, and assaults with paragliders took place over a year ago, according to the metadata. The shadows and position of the sun in this video indicates that these filmed training sessions either lasted for hours or took place on multiple days. During the October 7th attack, paragliders took off at dawn near the two camps nearest the Gaza-Israel border as missiles were being launched behind them towards Israel. In these videos, Hamas terrorists are also seen practicing with the type of weaponry they would use to attack on October 7th. They created mock Israeli buildings, streets, and are seen carrying out a number of different assault tactics on them. So just to be clear, the same death to America Iranians were behind the attack that killed 30 Americans, took 20-plus American hostages, just engaged in multiple attacks overseas, which injured some of our servicemen. So whereas I agree with you, we need to be smart and tactical and not rush into anything that's going to get us hurt short and long-term. Let's not pretend either that the Iranians are not currently in a fight with us because they absolutely are. And us ignoring it isn't going to do any good either. There's a lot of ways we can get involved without engaged in a full-fledged war that we're not ready to fight right now. But let's not pretend. And the Biden administration continuing to pretend Iran's our friend and we're going to engage in some kumbaya nuclear deal, you're freaking morons and you're going to get us killed. All right, I had a lot more to get to, but it's a big show today. Folks, thanks again for everything. Thanks for supporting the film. The theater was packed last night. Most of the theaters were sold out. I really appreciate it. If you want to pre-order the DVD for Police State and see what everybody's talking about right now, just go to Twitter or Truth and just get read the reviews yourself. Go to policestatefilm.net. You can pre-order the DVD in the virtual premiere if you want to watch it with the whole country virtually online tomorrow. It's October 27th. You can access that at policestatefilm.net as well. I'll be doing some Q&A after that. So uh, it'll be really an interesting event. I encourage you to check it out. Thanks for joining us in the chat today. Give us a follow at rumble.com slash Bongino. Join us for the live show every single day. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you back here tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.